Good morning. Today is Fear Not Friday. Thank you for being here. The month is Kislev Tevet. The year is 5784. And this is Daybreak Live with the Nesbitts. All right, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Well, one of my favorite Psalms is Psalm 133. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. On this last day uh, of daybreak in 2023, we are going to talk about unity. So I want to sing this song. We're going to sing it in Hebrew and in English. One, two, three, four.
Amen, amen, amen. Hi, guys. This is our last Fear Not Friday uh -huh. and our last day break of this year. Last day break of the year right I, here. I personally just want to say it's been really good being with y'all this year. Amen. I love you all. Amen and amen. I'm going to straighten these candles because right. I'm going to need you. these candles if I don't. So, uh, all right, all right. Good morning. I want you to look at this shirt. This was a gift given to me by Miss D. Climber last night. It says, it's time to lift our hearts to Jesus. It's time to break some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. Listen to what the Spirit says. It's time for daybreak. <laughs> daybreak. Anyway, that's how you write it. Day dash a a a a a a a a daybreak. All right, good morning. So I want to say thank you to you guys that participated in what I asked you to do yesterday. Uh, it has something to do with what I want to teach on this last daybreak of the year, and it's been a it's been a great 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 year. God has made huge moves this year, and it is awesome. So I'm just going to read some of the places that you guys say that you watch from. And uh, so we've got Illinois on here and different places in Illinois. So there was more. Some of these, there's more than one from these states or these areas. But there's Uganda, East Africa, Bedford County, Tennessee, Ohio, another one in Ohio, Louisville, Kentucky, another Illinois, Mansfield, Missouri, Dandridge, Tennessee, Dandridge, that's Smoky Mountains, Scott County, Tennessee, Boulevard, Missouri, is that right? Cookville, Wartrace, Kentucky, Oklahoma, Lebanon, Pakistan, Hartsville, Haiti, Honduras, California, and maybe there's some more out there that watch from different places that didn't put in where they where they watch from. Yeah, yeah, I saw that from the living room. I didn't include that. So I was kind of, you know, looking for states, okay? But I want you to think about us. Uh, you know, we have a we have this daybreak Bible study today, today together every day. You guys tune in from everywhere. Now, there's usually, I don't know. Somewhere between 16 and 30 live usually, and then the rest of you guys watch throughout the day. But we're studying the Bible together, and this is the marvel of modern technology and the ability to do things like this. It's just, it's just kind of miraculous. And I wanted to talk about oneness. I wanted to talk about unity today. If you noticed, I opened the broadcast saying it's the month of Kislev Tevet, the year is 5784. Now, why did I do that? Well, it's going to play into what I want to talk a little bit about this morning. So if you've got your Bibles... Don't yep. freak, your plug's coming out, so it's probably going to... Okay, there we, go. there we go. So, Acts chapter 15, Acts chapter 15, I'd love for you to look at this with me, okay? And uh, we want to talk a little bit about unity in diversity but i want to show you where 
the the first council of the church we call this the jerusalem council it's in your bibles and it's in chapter 15 of the book of acts and i'm going to read a couple of scriptures and then we want to just talk about what was happening okay because i want as you move into 24 2024 uh this is, this is one of the scriptures, the areas of scriptures where God radically, radically changed my life is this set of scripture and what was happening, what was behind it. So verse 8, so I'm going to read Acts 15, 8 and 9. It says, so God, who knows the heart, acknowledged them by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did to us and made no distinction between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Okay? Now I'm going to read it again and, and add some understanding. So God, who knows the hearts, God, the creator of the universe, who can look inside the very being of a person, who knows the heart. Acknowledge them. In other words, he tipped his hat saying, they're mine too, by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did to us. So you can add the same Holy Spirit. Just like the Holy Spirit he gave to us on the day of Pentecost, he has given unto them. Who? The Gentiles. Okay. And made no distinction between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. So I read that two times to kind of highlight it, okay? So what was happening? Well, if you read this chapter and you just start back, you'll, you'll find what happened, What was happening is, even though Paul and Barnabas are ministering and uh, serving the Lord, some people came down from Judea and they started teaching people, look, you're not really saved unless, and you, they started filling in the blank. Now, the context here was, you must be circumcised to be saved. Well, what did that mean, circumcised? Well, when he's explaining it, so, so they send a committee from Antioch to go up to Jerusalem to talk to the apostles and elders about this because they're all arguing about it. Paul and Barnabas, Paul and Barnabas are saying, no, you don't, and there's no... Small disputation among them. I mean, they are arguing this point. They said, you don't have to be circumcised and to be saved. And they're like, okay, why don't you go up and talk to the guys who walked with Jesus, the apostles and the elders. And so they go up to them in verse 5, it says, as they're talking about this, even when they get to Jerusalem, some of the Pharisees that believed in Jesus, Yeshua, they said, yeah, it is necessary. Now I'm in verse 5. Of chapter 15. It is necessary to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. Now, here's what they were saying. What these guys were basically saying, and, and this is this is something I want to seek into your heart. The early church was all Jewish. It was a Jewish church. But now, God, has, God is revealing the promise of the new covenant that's now going to include Gentiles as well. So, 
what the Lord said to the woman at Samaria at the well, when she said, woman, I'm telling you, the time is coming and now is. When the true worshipers, you know, well, you'll neither worship on this mountain or in Jerusalem. So it's not going to be about the place, okay? But the true worshipers will worship the Lord in spirit and in truth, for the Lord is seeking such to worship him. So in the early church, as Gentiles are coming to faith in Jesus, in Yeshua, they're believing, they're being born again, and they're receiving the Holy Spirit. So people in the church are going, some of them are going, you know what? They're not really saved unless they get circumcised and they keep the law of Moses. Now, I want to separate a couple of things in you because there's reasons for this, but like when somebody says, oh, I love the Torah. The Torah is the first five books of the Bible. First five books of your Bible is called the Torah, okay? So, some you know, there's a difference in the Torah, which has all of creation. It's got the covenant of God with Abraham, and it has Sinai covenant with the law of Moses and the sacrifices and the, uh, everything that's pertained in that. So what people were basically saying is Gentiles can't be saved no matter what nation, unless they uh, are circumcised. And this means, and we command them to keep the law of Moses. The circumcision was an adherence to Judaism and saying, I'm coming under the law of Moses. And so it wasn't just enough to just be a believer in Jesus, Yeshua. You had to be circumcised and keep the law of Moses and everything that entailed. And if you didn't do that, you were not saved according to what these these early people were saying. Yeah, and this is what's important. Now, I, there's a reason for this. I'm saying all this for a reason. Because when the debate starts and they say, okay, and they all come together to consider this matter. And here's the question. What do Gentiles, as we preach the gospel to all these pagan countries, and people hear us preaching about the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua, HaMashiach. As we're preaching this gospel, after, when they come to faith, do we have to tell them now, okay, now really if you want to be saved, you've also got to be circumcised and keep the law of Moses. So as they're just talking about this, Peter is like, guys, and here's what I'm saying, it's self-evident, it's made manifest by the Holy Spirit. And Simon Peter says, guys, look, God chose even by my own mouth. So he went, and you know the story, because the angel sends him to a, a centurion's house, a Roman's house, to preach the gospel. But before he goes, God gives him a vision. And in this vision, God reveals to him that he should call nothing common or unclean. If God has made it clean, you don't call it common or unclean. And he starts rehearsing this to them. And then he says, what I read this morning, God which knows the hearts, acknowledge them by giving them the Holy Spirit. Here's what Peter is saying. The very fact that they have the Holy Spirit Okay, the very fact that they have the Holy Spirit means God is having fellowship with them. And the very fact that God, the Holy Ghost, 
is within them and upon them and with them means God is fellowshipping with them and means we should be able to fellowship with them and not put a yoke upon their necks. Okay? Because he has purified their hearts by faith. And so I put this up here. He has put no distinction between us and them purifying their hearts by faith. Now, why this is so vital and why I want to teach this is because if you can get a hold of this principle, if you can really get a hold of this and let the Word of God sink into your heart, it will change you and help you with so much craziness that is out there and people trying to put their yoke upon you. First of all, what was the differences between Jews and Gentiles? Much. They had different calendars. Okay. They had different names of the month. That's why I said that. Kislev and Tevet. The year 5784. On the Hebrew calendar, it's the year 5784. But we say 2023. We say December. December. 2023. December is a Roman, it's a Roman name. 2023. So the Jews and the Gentiles had different calendars. They had different uh, apparel to wear. Uh, the Jews were commanded to dress a, a, a certain way. You could tell a man was a Jew by the way he was dressed. Okay. Gentiles. By facial hair. By, by facial hair, yes. But it, it was different, okay. They had different uh, uh, diets. Dietary. Dietary. Restrictions, okay? We say kosher diet, meaning uh, it had to be approved under the law. The things you can eat, things you can't eat. Here's the point I'm making. The differences between Jew and Gentiles are vast. It's like the Grand Canyon, to give a comparison. However, the 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 decision was, guys, God put no difference between us and them. We are one people, both Jew and Gentile. We're one people by virtue of God giving the Holy Spirit because of faith. That faith makes us one even though we have different traditions. Now, the crazy thing about this is early the Jewish believers are going, I don't know if we can fellowship, you know, with Gentile believers, and we need to tell them you got to do this, and you got to do this, and you got to do this. Can I say to you, people still do this today. There are people today, today, there are people that get this mindset. This is because, and I'm saying this in the kindest way I know, they're ignorant of the new covenant, ignorant of, of true scripture. And they want to, even today, try to put this yoke up on people, that they have to be circumcised and keep the law of Moses if they really want to be saved. People are telling believers this even today. It's silly. But it happens. Now, what happens later in the church is a reversal. A total reversal. Let's go, let's go here, though, and let's, look, let's talk about the Holy Spirit just a minute. Jesus says, Yeshua says, you will know them by their fruits. By their fruits, you know. That's how you know a tree, by its fruit, okay? You don't know someone by their gifts, 
Now, you know them by fruit. Now, the fruit of the Spirit, and I put this in here to read. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So how can you tell if people have the Holy Spirit? If they're full of the Holy Spirit and they have the Holy Spirit? Well, you don't know them by their gifts. You know them by their fruit. And here's the fruit of the Spirit. Okay? Now, if someone has the fruit of the Spirit, if the Holy Spirit is in their life, here's what I'm trying to say to you today. It does not matter what denominational name is upon them. If they're a true believer in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and I mean they are people of faith and they believe, and they believe, and through that belief, God has given them the Holy Spirit. How silly it is for people to put requirements to say unto you, God will fellowship with them, but you can't fellowship with them. That is silliness. But we are one people. The church is made up of true believers. Now, let me say this. There are false believers. There are believers that are not real in all denominations. That's just the truth. There are people that go by the name Messianic that's not real, that go by the name Baptist that's not real, Church of God that's not real. It's out there, okay? That's just the reality of it. Not everybody, even though they say they believe, for, for some people it's just, it's just religion, okay? But the fruit of the Spirit needs to be seen in people's lives. Now, I want to show you another scripture before we talk more. And I know today's going to be a little bit long. I want to preach a whole sermon. I really do. I, I could talk about this for a long time because of the of the things that happen in our world today. But here's a scripture that I want to put into your mind. And, and, and uh, I think a lot of commentators kind of missed what Paul was trying to get at here. He says, was anybody called while circumcised, let him not become uncircumcised. Was anybody called while uncircumcised, let him not be circumcised. Now, when you understand, because then he goes on to say circumcision is nothing and uncircumcision is nothing, okay? And he goes on, and what he's talking about, before this, he's talking about, are you called being married? Are you married when you're called? Are you unmarried when you're called? Because the thought is, I have to do this before I can really serve God. And he says, however God has called you and revealed himself to you, just follow him. If you're single, you can follow the Lord. You can be a servant of God. If you're married, you can follow the Lord and be a servant of God. Here's what I believe he's saying here as well. Taking into context the battle that was going on, especially in the early church. Are you Jewish and you got saved? You don't have to stop being Jewish. You don't have to quit being Jewish to be saved. Okay? Are you a Gentile and you're saved? You ain't got to become Jewish. This is what Paul is teaching. Sorry. Okay. And so I put in here, so so you see that we, we go and we sing at the MJAA. That's the Messianic Jewish Alliance of America. What is that? 
Well, it's Jews who have come to be believers in Jesus, Yeshua. They would call him Yeshua. They are believers in Yeshua, and they keep being Jewish. But they're just Jewish believers. Because what happened later in the church is after... The ch after the church moved to being predominantly Gentiles and it went out into the nations, then people started saying, okay, if you really want to be saved, you can't be Jewish and be saved. So people use that same thought and they push it then on the Jewish people. Dr. Michael Brown says he's ha he has friends. He has friends that when they get are born again and they're saved, and they're like, I'm a believer. He said he's had friends that were told the only way you can prove you're saved is if you'll eat a ham sandwich. You got to prove that you're saved by not eating, by eating pork. And this happened early in the church. What I want to talk about the stupidity in this. This is so silly. This is why I love the MJAA. Okay. Because they're like, Hey, we can still be Jewish. We're Jewish and we believe in Jesus. Hallelujah. That's good. And the MJAA holds it rightly because they don't tell believers, other believers are like, okay, now you're a believer. Now you got to become Jewish. They don't say that. You see what I mean? Now, there are others, and that's why I put in there uh, MJAA, Messianics, Hebrew Roots. Um, among Messianics, there's some good and there's some bad and there's some ugly. Okay. There are Messianics. Uh, that understand this truth and and they love their Hebrew heritage and they they want to learn more about Passover and tabernacles and things like this uh, but they don't believe they don't start teaching it in a way to yoke it upon people that uh, this is how you have to live to be saved okay because when people begin doing this and here's some warning signs I want to put out there I also put in here Hebrew roots now, if you're saved, you have some Hebrew roots. I can't go to all the scripture now, uh, but you have some Hebrew roots if you're, if you're saved. You've been grafted in to a covenant. The new covenant, Jeremiah 31, 31 and 32. This is the covenant. Okay, behold, a new covenant I will make with the house of Judah and with the house of Israel in those days. It doesn't say Gentiles there. With the house of Judah, the house of uh, Israel and Judah. A new covenant, not like the covenant I made with their fathers when I took them by the hand and brought them out of Egypt. That's the law of Moses covenant, the Mosaic covenant, we call it. I'm going to make a new covenant. This is what Yeshua was talking about when he says, this is the blood of the new covenant. It's a new covenant to where now Jews are saved by faith in Jesus. And now Gentiles, uh, whosoever will of all the nations, become part of the people of God. Now, we don't replace Israel. That's replacement theology is ungodly and not true. But we are grafted in, Romans chapter 11. You're grafted into a root. However, the term Hebrew roots in the day we live in, in 2023, basically, it, most of the places it has a terrible connotation because it is people that become cultish, and crazy, and it's like you can't even say the term Hebrew roots because they like, you see, people love religion, and they and they want to make a religion 
that makes your club better than everybody else's club. And so you got to be careful as you move forward. I just want to put on this last daybreak, as you move forward, uh, you know, I, I think it's wonderful for you to learn more about your Hebrew heritage. I think that's good. But I want to always caution you. I want to always be found cautioning people. Understand, understand this. Whether you're Jew or whether you're Gentile, you are saved by grace through faith in Yeshua, in his finished work on the cross. There is not another way to be saved. There are not stepchildren with God. There, there are not, uh, we're better than you are. There's none of that. We are one in Yeshua, one in Jesus, one in the Messiah. It does not matter what label you are under. Here's the question. Are you a believer? And when you, if that interests you and you want to learn more about, because here's what, what happens is, is it just opens up the word of God. It's, it's like a deep reservoir of learning well, your Hebrew heritage. You learn about God. But if you're around people and they're teaching you these things and they start putting requirements upon you, or they start saying they don't like Paul, <laughs> they don't like the Apostle Paul, or anything like that. Get away from them quickly. My belief is many of these people have never actually met the Lord. Because if they met the Lord, they would know. They would understand what Paul teaches. And they wouldn't try to circumvent what Paul teaches. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. I love it. You know, very soon we're going to be leaving for Honduras. We're going to go down there. Me and Brother Charles, part of my family, different ones. We have a team of 20-something people that attend different churches, you know, different church names. But we realize we get on this team together and we go down there to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to people. Because we know that no matter where they are, if they will believe the finished work of Jesus, Yeshua, they'll be saved. They'll be saved. And I also wanted to say this. I wanted to end this year saying, guys, please, 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 don't let the enemy raise up in your flesh this ungodly spirit of preeminence. Now you're a believer and now you're better than all the other ones. That is that is from the pit of hell, and it's not good, okay? It's not good. It's not good. Daybreak, why I wanted to read all of us from different places. You probably go to a church with a different name. Some of you go to churches that say Methodist. Some of them Baptist. Some say General Baptist. Some say Free Will Baptist. Some say Seventh-day Baptist. Some are Seventh-day Adventist. Some are Church of God. Some are Pentecostal. Hey, we're one in Jesus. We're one in Yeshua. You know why? Because God, which knows the hearts, acknowledged you and me by giving us the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit, just like he poured out on the day of Pentecost and then on the Cornelius' house, he's poured out upon me and he's poured, about, poured out upon you. And God has put no difference between us and uh, us and you and us together, purifying our hearts by faith. Man, I feel like there was so much I wanted to say that I didn't get to say, 
but I think I probably should get off here. It's already over 30 minutes in this, in this daybreak. But I want to say thank you for being here this morning, guys, and uh, thank you for being part of daybreak. And so many of you guys share daybreak, which means you're not ashamed of it. If you share it on your social media, then uh, not only are you liking it, you're like, hey, I want the people that I'm connected with to, to see this and hear this. So thank you for that. And uh, that's a vote of confidence in this teaching. And so I praise the Lord for you. And I want you to have a great year. This weekend, I'm going to be talking to the people that call me pastor. I'm going to be talking to them about defining your mission. Okay. What is your mission for 2024? If you have breath in your lungs and you are still alive, you have something to do for the kingdom. Okay. He hasn't taken you home yet. What is your job? What is your mission? You need to be part of something. And uh, I just encourage you, encourage you, encourage you. Don't waste your life. <laughs> Don't waste your life. Uh, be, I've wasted so much of my life, so I come from, a, uh, from experience. And I want to say, I just want to pray over all of you before we even end with the Lord's prayer. Thank you, Father. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. Lift up his countenance upon you. And give you shalom. Give you peace. If you're watching this and you don't have peace, turn to the Lord. Turn to Jesus. Call him Jesus. Call him Yeshua. It doesn't matter. He'll answer to either. <laughs> or Jesus. But turn to the Lord, the one who died upon the cross for your sins. Turn to him. Receive him. Receive him. To say, God, I'm sorry. Turn to him with your heart and with your soul and he'll take that trouble away and he will give you peace. And you will know peace when you know the Prince of Peace. Jesus. And uh, I love you guys. I look forward to a new year. Let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. I love you guys. Shabbat Shalom to every one of you. Bye. <laughs>